Welcome to the It's Funnier in Anokian podcast. So that was episode 20 of season 13. Um, we're definitely at the home stretch. And it's sad. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that we still don't really know how the season's going to end. Really? Like, we do, but I we mean, don't. do we ever, though? That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really excited, but also really, like, it, 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 I know I said, I talked a big game about not watching any promos and not watching any spoilers and now that has become very hard for me because I just want to know what's gonna happen (laughs) so it's become increasingly hard not easier yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say the same thing for me to be honest Mm -hmm. yeah although I like successfully stayed off social media today. I did too. I was very successful at not going on social media, very successful at not watching promos. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away the desire. No, and I did see a spoiler accidentally on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, maybe. Yep. (laughs) Not for this episode, for, for episode 23. What? It's not like a spoiler. It was just like a photo. Fo- it, I feel like you've seen it too. It's like a photo of Jensen in a different oh, yeah, costume. Yeah. yeah. We talked about <laughs> I and, told you about okay. how I saw that. The like the set on set photos. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm just really dumb. <laughs> Stop saying that. I know. I can't You're help not. it though. I'm um, dumb about other. I have the thing about me being dumb that I want to <laughs> talk about later in the podcast too. So like. So okay. So this is just setting the, the yeah. foundation for it. Cool. Cool. Um. Is there anything right out of the gate that you wanted to talk about? No, I think I'm going to save my thing that I wanted to talk about for later. Okay. Um, so you have nothing else to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm nothing, kidding. No, no. no. <laughs> um, how about let's start with that opening? Yes. Because both of us had similar emotions yeah, for it, but yeah. for very different reasons. Yeah. And both of us kept thinking that we were missing something. Uh, so by the opening, we mean the op- like the... Was it a cold open for the episode? I think it was. Yeah, where it's like the saxophone music and yeah, the yeah, yeah. motel sign and everything. Um, and uh, we both are, I know both of our ears perked when we heard like something, something Odin. Yeah. Right? I didn't hear the first part. That's why I was kind of confused. Fenrir, Odin's bane. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Norse mythology nerd. I thought I was. Apparently not. <laughs> oh, I think I'm more of a Greek mythology nerd. That's why. Go. I'm and I'm more I'm into not, the classics. So, yeah. There you go. Balance each other out. It's all good. Um, so. I lost my train of thought already. <laughs> the cold, the open. Right. The opening yes. with, with um, Fenrir. Yes. So and... you caught the Norse stuff right away. And so, so did I, to a certain extent. Um, but then I caught the black trench coat, which I thought was like such a good touch mm-hmm. was this another fan service episode do you feel like yes yeah which i'm down for i like I, i'm really excited for the next i mean obviously i'm excited for the next three episodes mm-hmm. but i feel like this episode and last episode have been not 
so much the same, but like they're setting their aces in their places. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> you know, but like there's it's like we have Team Free Will. I was going to say 2.0, but it's not even 2.0. No. It's like 5.0. Also, I just almost knocked over my notebook. <laughs> um, but it's like last episode was about like getting Rowena. Yes. And this episode was getting Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. So I'm like, they have a plan. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they have a plan. They're setting things up. And I'm ready. Like we have three. They, they've been setting the next three episodes up i mean all season but like the last two episodes have been oh, like yeah. let's get everything in its place yeah for the final three episodes mm-hmm. and i'm excited about that so i feel like this episode and last episode both had like fan servicey moments because it's about like Like, it's not about those final, like, plot episodes. It's about Rowena, and it's about Gabe, and, like, those two characters are fan favorites. So, like, it's already, like... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the second that Gabriel's, like, in an episode, it's fan service. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, I had more to say about this, and I can't remember what it was. Well, I'll talk about the cold open for a second. Go for it. Because, like... I just love Norse mythology and I feel like the Norse mythology threw me off this episode because I kept getting excited about stuff based on like Norse mythology stuff that I know Mm -hmm. and then it like wasn't happening and I was just like this is causing me to make predictions that are like not not a thing because like I honestly think I was doing the same thing because I was just like okay this is a this is confession I forgot that Odin was already dead (laughs) so So did i so did i good 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 because i was like okay when's you gonna come into the mix and then i was like oh oh right oops yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah so i was just really excited about that i was really like i think ever since gabriel appeared and was loki i've been excited about the norse mythology aspect yes and i really love it when supernatural does talk about gods like some of like yeah yeah, yeah. um that episode in the first season um scarecrow right where it's talking about the vanier yeah and it's all this like norse stuff Mm -hmm. like i love it when they get into the pagan religion stuff yes and this episode where they're like they're not actually demigods they're like their weird own thing mm-hmm. that are like a specific, specific subgroup of yeah. monsters, which is so cool. Yeah. Like, I know we're kind of going off of the the opening, um, but I really liked how they. There's no other ways to way to put it, but how they retconned like Gabriel taking yeah. over Loki and all that kind of stuff, and how we really got that like dual story. We got you know gabriel's side of things but then we got probably and in the middle is the you know reality right or the truth Mm -hmm. um we got loki's side of it of where like hey like this you you were questioning he didn't say this but hey dean you were questioning this whole time why like gabriel wasn't throwing his hat into the ring it was specifically because he wasn't allowed to yeah and i found that really cool because it made that point them interjecting that mm-hmm. into the character 
and his motivations from, you know, day one, arguably, um, made it so much easier to accept him, bring like, them bringing him into the fold or him coming into the fold. Yeah. Right? And actually mm-hmm. being a team player and, like, bunking at the bunker. What Everyone's the hell? staying there. It's literally a slumber it. party. I love it so much. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another note on the opening scene, which was a reason why I got super excited. It was, like, the second reason. So when um, Gabriel pulled out his list. Yes. I got really excited. Mm-hmm. And you were like, am I missing something? And I was like, I just Norse gods, like, mm-hmm. is exciting. Like, I see Sleipnir, I'm like, stoked. Um, but there was a secondary reason why I was excited when Gabriel pulled out that list. And it's because it reminded me of Kill Bill. Oh. And then for the whole thing, I was like, this is like Kill Bill. This is like Kill Bill. And then they said Kill Bill. And yes. I was just like, as soon as it became apparent that they were kind of going for that, I was just like... Yes, because Richard directed the other Tarantino-esque episode before, and I'm just like, yeah, you like Tarantino, and that's great, because so do I, even yes. though he's a dickbag. Well, <laughs> story for another podcast, right? Yep. Um, yeah, by the way, I love Richard's directing. I love it. I love it. I love it. All the shots were great, and just like, I can't help it, though. Any scene, well... <laughs> Any scene that he was with the Winchesters, which one, which ones were he not? Um, I'm just like, I want to see the outtakes. Oh, yes. So bad. Like, where are they? Can we have them right now, please? <laughs> well, I feel like that's a possibility. I mean, not, but. Well, yeah, like released, eventually. But I mean, they've released um, those little mini videos. That's true. And I mean, you know. I feel like it's probably too close to the finale for them to I, do that. I uh, hope not. I but agree. But I can always hope. I just hope that this is, that the reason why they did so many of them was because this year they're finally going to do like the hour long booper reel that they've been wanting to do or that like Jared specifically has been saying that they should do because <laughs> um, they definitely have enough material. I mean, That's that would be sure. glorious. Oh, I'd be so happy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. So we talked about Gabriel. Mm-hmm. We talked about Loki. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else to say about that? Um, well, I also, I don't know if I have, like, thoughts about this, but the, like, fantasy sequence of him and Monte Carlo, like... And it being, like, and Dean being like, hey, I thought there were porn stars, yeah, and then them yeah, reminding yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, I re- like just like Richard is just a gift. Like, yes, he is. Everything he does, I'm just like, you're so funny. <laughs> you are a treasure. Well, into in in the then mm-hmm. right, our flashback, our quintessential supernatural flashback, um, or recap, I should say. Yeah. Um, we got to see, you know. Gabriel from back then, Trickster from back then, and I was like, "Does Richard age?" And you were like, "No, he just grows facial hair," <laughs> which is so true. Yeah, because he does look a lot older in at like conventions and stuff. Yeah, but well, it's, yeah, but it's but like it's... when he has a beard, like yeah. he looks a whole bunch older. Yeah, when he has a beard. Yeah, 
and then as soon as he shaves you're like oh you're a baby again yes exactly (laughs) same thing with rob yeah true it's so true true. yeah yeah um so a thing that i wanted to bring up if it's okay with you (laughs) no (laughs) no i'm gonna do it anyway cool um is uh so switching gears a little bit because mm-hmm. i feel like in past podcasts sometimes we get really you know obsessed i guess with uh with one facet of the episode and yes. kind of neglect the other so let's switch gears and talk a little bit about mary and jack yeah apocalypse world and of course like it was so awesome seeing both mary and jack again there was a, a lot of stuff that happened a lot of like oh and we got to see kevin again and a lot of like character stuff and different um dialogue exchanges and monologues and stuff that were really really awesome and emotional and like i i genuinely found gripping like actually like i was drawn in yes and like hook line and sinker like had me um and i would agree to what you said to me while we were watching which is like hadn't for you it was like more emotional but like and for me it was too i don't know whatever um (laughs) is that um you know haven't really had that in a while yeah you know well i feel like also for me at least like the scene that got me the scene where i was like if i was watching this by myself i would be crying Mm -hmm. hard Mm -hmm. was kevin's monologue before Mm -hmm. he like blows himself up yes um and i think that part of the reason why I haven't gotten emotional in the past couple of seasons, which sounds like dumb, but I've just been enjoying myself so much. Mm-hmm. So like even the beginning of this season, like it hit me emotionally, but in a way where I was like, I'm tense. I'm excited. Like basically Dean's grief arc. Yeah. Like that didn't make me want to cry because I enjoyed it because I'm sick and twisted but you you know what i mean it's like there's the stuff where you're like i'm i'm enjoying Mm -hmm. this pain and then there's the stuff where you're like no i'm actually gonna cry yeah and we haven't had one of those i'm actually gonna cry moments on the show for a while for me yeah it's that weird thing too where it's just like then i try and remember if i ever cried watching supernatural i do literally if i want to cry I put on Dark Side of the Moon and okay, yeah, literally have. just the yeah. opening yeah. where oh, Dean's that's... happy memory is watching fireworks with Sam yes. and knocking on Heaven's Door is playing I'm, like Niagara I, Falls. <laughs> I like rest my case. I'm so wrong because <laughs> not only that, not mm-hmm. only did that get me immediately the end or not the end. Sorry. Uh, Swan Song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, like, the Chuck's monologue at the end. Yeah. And the car and then everything. Like, no, no, done. I am done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I'm lying. I'm totally <laughs> lying. Um, I think it's just because it's so few and f- yeah. far in between. Well, there's that. They do there's all like, the crying for us. death. <laughs> Honestly, the other one is Ellen and oh, Joe. Like, yeah. it's like, allow That's me to true. list all of the things that make me cry on Supernatural. Uh, like, uh, but yeah but i feel like oh the for some reason the episode with sam's imaginary friend like punches me in the gut with the feelings Mm. just like people being kids yeah makes me cry anytime they're kids i'm like 
here i'm gonna go cry in a corner (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that moment was really great there's a couple of things that happened in that that like i want to pick pick up on later Mm, because i have a little bit of a theory analysis Mm -hmm. thing um going on in my brain we'll see if it actually works out um (laughs) but uh the thing that i wanted to bring up about what was going on in apocalypse world is um well we now know that michael and his armies are in the um southeast of the states on on that earth um and that apparently in that area there is a thinning of the veil sides whatever you want to call it between the two worlds and so they believe that or michael believes that it'll be easier to open a rift there i guess and my question is there's something that i tried to find Mm -hmm. um after we watched the episode but couldn't was i'm wondering if that's the area where kaya had opened up the rift Hmm. previously yeah like if that creates a weak spot Oh, I don't know. Oh. I was just wondering. So, like, because I feel like, oh, I'm just getting this now. Mm-hmm. Let me let okay. Me, let me on. regroup from this thought. <laughs> um, that because it would be really, really cool that if Michael and his armies were to make it to our Earth, which I think would be pretty badass and really risky for them to do. And I, I kind of hope that they do it. Um, is like, what if all of them just like, you know, like, like we get like that flash of light on their side we see them entering the rift but then it just cuts to a shot of that ship oh in you know sitting in the in the water or whatever mm-hmm. and then you know it goes up to a close-up of the like door and then all of a sudden michael pops out it would just be like yeah it would be so perfect it would be very poetic um but yeah uh Aside from that, I'm just curious as to why that area mm-hmm. in particular is a like a weaker spot. Yeah. Like I wonder if they're gonna go anywhere with that or explain that more. Probably not. But eh, a girl can dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also hearing you say that. I'm curious too, because this just hit me. Because sometimes I'm a little bit slow. It's a theme. <laughs> um, but they changed the name of the episode um not next week's but the week after it was initially going to be called apocalypse now and now it's called exodus and i'm like what happens in exodus right so i'm like is this going to be an exodus of the evil angels to our world is this going to be an exodus of mary and jack from right apocalypse world to our world is this going to be an exodus of the humans from, like, all of all of the humans from Apocalypse World coming mm-hmm. to our world? Interesting. Um, but I'm just curious as to whether they're just going to go for, like, I just always read more into things than, like, I should. Because, like, in my head, I'm like, ooh, there's, like, going to part the waters and then someone's going to, like get killed on the way over and like they're going to escape and then they won't have time to let their bread rise and then Passover references <laughs> that's not what's going to happen are you sure yeah, i'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure there's not going to be any matzah in 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 that episode <laughs> i love it um well my answer to you would be 
apart from <laughs> all that, what you were saying about, like, is it going to be, you know, Mary and Jack? Is it going to be other humans? Blah, blah, blah. Or is it going to be Michael and his warriors? My answer would be all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would assume. And I and I actually like that you brought that up because I when you first mentioned it to me before we were finished watching the episode, like that title change, I was trying to think, okay, like what does that mean now? Mm-hmm. What does that potentially mean for that episode? And I think that that's a perfect reading of it. Like that feels like it makes sense, especially since we got it wrong last last time we were recording a podcast. We had said that this episode was going to be the the devil one but it's next weeks this was unfinished business Mm -hmm. um so yeah that episode's gonna just kind of give us i don't know it'll be interesting to see if like we get back and forth with that episode as well yeah um but it'll probably be like a little bit of a slowing down Mm -hmm. of like the rescue mission and then in exodus we'll get that like kind of it'll come back around to that i guess um one of the other things that i wanted to mention about um like mary and jack and stuff one their like their connection and their growing bond like makes me so happy um but i feel like this was really interesting to see a situation where we got um we got to see jack kind of i just got this hang on (laughs) um jack basically living through cass's arc in one episode true yeah in the sense of like he got super super self-righteous super like i'm winning i'm winning i'm winning and you know everything's great and then he got you know the i'm trying to find a phrase um down yeah he got smacked down for sure and i remember saying at that point being like did did you learn did you learn your lesson now did Mm -hmm. did you Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah. One thing I loved also about the Apocalypse World um, plot this episode was I was getting some serious Terminator, Sarah Connor, and John Connor vibes from Mary and Jack. Mm-hmm. Just like, you've seen Terminator, have you? Yeah, but I honestly don't remember it enough. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> no, but just like, so it's like, Sarah Connor is like Linda Hamilton, like strong, tough woman mm. who's like trying to build her son oh, into like okay. a war. It's, it's like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. just exactly yes. Mary and Jack in yeah. this episode. I, that that line was heartbreaking though. Like I can't lose another boy. I know. Oh, Jesus. I know. I wonder if she, they haven't brought this up. What does she think happened to Dean and Sam? Oh, does she, she has th- no idea. She has no idea. Yeah. She might think that they're dead. Yeah. I just got that. Yeah. And I she just has that too. and I she has no that. idea that they're looking for her. Mm-hmm. And like the last thing that they want on that earth is for Michael to open a door. So she's not even thinking of getting back. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, poor Mary. I know. That sucks. Except mostly poor Kevin, because that actually um, ripped my heart out ugh. and like stomped on it just again i am a sucker for people like wanting their moms like Uh, yeah i mean everyone is (laughs) like (laughs) but just i feel like that was like this was a funny episode in so many ways yes but 
I feel like it was a nice balance. It was a nice balance, but that monologue in particular, like, I'm curious to see because I haven't been on Tumblr yet. I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see how people feel about Kevin's arc or like alternate Kevin's Kevin's arc arc this time around because I loved it. I think Osric did an amazing amazing job. job. Yeah, Um, but like that that one scene was just so moving and also like topical even though I feel like I don't know suicide bombers and like not to get overly depressing and political but like it it was clearly that's what they were going for and addressed it in a really compassionate and believable way Mm -hmm. where like in that moment I was like I understand like I understand what Kevin is feeling and this is just such a horrible place for a person to be. Yeah. Um, and it also sucks because it was kind of what happened to Kevin in our reality. And that's what I liked about it. That's I thought that, like, we had a lot of discussion about Charlie and how it would be really, like, stupid if she, like, ended up dead and blah, blah, blah. Um, especially considering, like, when she was introduced in the season mm-hmm. it would like if she were to die at the end of the season it would be kind of heartbreaking but also too like those two fan favorite character dress were treated very differently yes. one it reacted to very differently as well but um also i feel like it kind of like sets this weird pre- precedent for something else that we've talked about in the past which is like how much do the different choices that were made in each alternate universe affect how these characters play out mm-hmm. right and affect how their lives go yeah so it's that kind of thing where it kind of almost it's that kind of thing where it kind of almost <laughs> oh my god it's that thing where we get a sort of like I'm I'm struggling to find the word, but it it kind of makes our like Kevin's experience better, because even though like yeah he got ripped from his family and along the line his you know uh, along his storyline his story arc his mother died and you know had all this stuff to happen his mom didn't to die him. he just thinks she's dead. Oh really? Yeah, because when he dies, she comes back to get his ghost. Oh right. Okay, so but he thinks that she's dead. So it's like same thing, like. But anyways, so yeah, like there's still like there's some things that line up, but also too for the most part, like quote unquote our Kevin's like experience in a a supernatural world was leaps and bounds better than Apocalypse World Kevin, like one hundred percent. Like he wasn't, he didn't become like a slave for Michael. No. He got to hang out with the Winchesters the majority of the time. Yeah, he got kidnapped by angels a couple times. But, like, in large in part, like, he didn't suffer. Like, he wasn't a drug addict. Like, he, it, there wasn't the same level of suffering. So I like that, like, contrast mm-hmm. of kind of almost, like, making it being like, yeah, he didn't really have it as, as bad as he could have if things played out differently. And another reason to just be like, thank God for the Winchesters. I feel like you could make a case, and I'm just going to be devil's advocate for a moment because I still yes, because you want to be contrary. <laughs> I know I can't help it. It's fine, but I, I, I agree that his life was better 
in our world than but, an apocalypse world. But I think that you could make the case that the Winchesters did kind of, and it's for his own protection, but who's to say that Michael didn't keep him away for his own protection? Um, but it's like, he was imprisoned, and Dean did give him, like, serious prescription drugs to deal with his issues. That's true. Like, it's like, shades of difference, it wasn't as bad. But that's what I'm saying. But almost, and, like, very, very similar. And, Um, like, I think... But it... Like, people often do say stuff about, like, people who are close to the Winchesters dying and them using people for their own gain slash, like, saving the world's gain. So it's, like, not, you know... Completely selfish. Yeah. Um, But the fact remains that, like, you know, if Dean had to choose between Sam and Kevin... He'd pick Sam, obviously. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, Kevin died because Dean did a stupid, like, codependent thing for Sam. Um, And obviously I think that Michael is crazy and evil, but, like, we don't know his intentions. We don't know. We know the Winchesters' intentions so well. We know that they really cared and loved Kevin. Um, We know that they did things for, like, reasons. We know their reasons for doing things. We only see the effects. And it's like, yes, like, Michael turned Kevin into a suicide bomber. That's clearly horrible, but, like, (laughs) I don't know. My my train of thought has, has... I think finish. I think but. too, though, that it's like we're kind of devolving into like the argument of like, should the Winchesters have stopped the apocalypse? Like, oh, it's yeah, that no, kind I of know. thing of yeah. like, of like, you know, <laughs> my my argument was that anything is better. <laughs> yes, like any outcome. Yes, you know, free will still being a thing. I think is a better outcome. Also, this is more to like really where I'm coming from. This is the part of me that's like. The part of me that wants to know Michael's motivations. Well, yeah. And the of part course. of me that wants to know how Apocalypse World got to be the way it is. Yes. You know? So it's like, I don't know that and I really want to know. So the part of me that's like being quote unquote generous <laughs> with Michael is just the part of me that's like, well, you haven't said anything. So like, you really want to know how did it get this bad? Like, right. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. Well, they, they, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have like hinted towards how how that happened. Um, but I think it's just I hate to boil Michael down to this or like alt Michael down to this, but I think it just comes down to he just wants to be conqueror of worlds. Yes. To a certain extent. I agree with you that it would be very interesting to see how we got to that point because it, the argument could also be made that like the Michael from you know, quote unquote, Earth One that is either dead or in the cage or wherever he is, um, is like the o- the farthest we got with his intentions was to fight his brother in the apocalypse. Yeah. 
So really, do we know if if he would have been any different? Yeah. And we know like his arc. We know where he came from. He's filling a role, right? Mm-hmm. He's playing his part. So it's like, yeah, you play your part and then you get all this power. You, you know, you, you beat the devil and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And so then now it's your reign and you can do whatever you want. And you're like, oh, I can do whatever I want now. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to run everything into the ground. I'm going to do exactly what, you know, uh, uh, Papa was afraid that Lucifer was going to do. Just 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 to be a cherry on top. I have only one thing to say to that. You go first. I just had a thought. (laughs) This is a stretch. What if it's not actually Michael? Oh. What if it's Lucifer? Oh. Wouldn't the other angels be able to, like, see his true form, though? That's true. I don't don't really understand how that works. Yeah, but, like, they could also be in on it. True. Because... If we're thinking about like the two them being actually like parallel worlds in mm-hmm. a sense, where is where is our Lucifer right now? He's in heaven. Yeah, true. Maybe so they're working like... together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a stretch. Okay. Yeah. Um, I say I think it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything in our in our uh, in our world. Um, kind of. So can I? So my yeah. yeah. My, uh, <laughs> say what you're gonna say. Um, sorry. My my one question. Where is Chuck? <laughs> like, That's, where is Chuck? Yeah. Because then also I had the thought, it's alternate universe. Mm-hmm. There's alternate Michael, alternate Charlie. Is there alternate Chuck? Yeah, well, I brought this up before. Okay, I have I, the worst memory. <laughs> I can't remember when I did it. It was okay. a while back. Okay. And I asked, I, I think I had asked you something like, well, is it, so wait, is it the same if we're if we're yeah. believing multiverse theory, mm-hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't like God have created all of the multiverses? Yes. Okay, yeah. So like wouldn't it all be the same Chuck? Mm-hmm. So like but, but even what if that, it's not? But I know. And that would actually arguably make more sense mm-hmm. in a way. Um I don't know. My mind is kind of I melting th- just thinking well, about it now. Yeah. I'm just like, so wait, are there multiple the empties then? Are there multiple like I, I, I no, I can't. Well, there's anymore. definitely multiple heavens. I think that is clear. Yes, yes. Like there's Earth yeah. one heaven, alternate heaven. I think yeah. that that is number one thing that I can't help but think of is uh, you've seen Men in Black, right? Yeah. Is the end of the movie where um, uh. They're talking about, like, there's that stupid keychain or whatever where it's, like, it's a galaxy inside the keychain. Yeah. And then, you know, I think it's um, Tommy Lee Jones' character, J- uh, K or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, oh, yeah, like, you know, people just don't get, like, that, you know, how small they can be. And then he goes and puts that in a locker. And someone else opens up another locker and another locker. And there's literally, like, infinite universes within all these lockers and like it zooms out and like our universe is inside like a marble as well or something like that so anyways it just always makes me think of that of just like yeah it's just another way to make us feel small Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I don't mind I like feeling small (laughs) yeah I feel like it doesn't make me feel small it makes me feel confused (laughs) (laughs) touche yeah touche um before we uh escape apocalypse world (laughs) 
before we exodus apocalypse uh-huh. <laughs> um thanks for that pity laugh i appreciate it um the number one thing that i wanted to bring up was something that kevin said in his monologue which was um to jack even when you win you lose and when he said that line i was just like i wrote it down right away and i was like oh my god where where else have i heard that and then while like we were both each having our like respective emotional you know enwrapped moments and stuff at the end of the scene i was like holy shit for our listeners that don't know which i would be surprised if any of you didn't uh that was the line that was cut from crowley's last scene that was a mark shepherd ad lib line and we were talking about fan service before so that's pretty big fan service so there's that part of it which i like loved and like Mm -hmm. that almost made me cry like holy crap um like super poetic um especially given like kevin and crowley's interactions too i just i just realized that but on another note it's like what is that foreshadowing what could that be foreshadowing? Like I just I and I and I think it lends some credence to your martyrdom mm-hmm. theory, uh, potentially with Jack. Yeah. Well, the so my my feelings about that line are covered color not covered are colored by having read and see I was like I'm not gonna read anything. <laughs> oh, Sally, lies. Sally, Sally. Um, what is reading? fan theories on tumblr as one does yes Um, i feel like fan theories are fair game okay okay i feel reassured then yes um so at this point a lot of the talk going around tumblr is we know that dean is going to be playing another dean jensen's going to (laughs) be playing another character um so there's a lot of debate over who it's going to be right um because Mostly, we think it's probably going to be um, Michael. Michael. Um, but I've seen Alistair getting tossed around. Oh. I've seen Azazel oh. getting tossed around. I've seen, like, Dean making some kind of a deal. Well. Go- I mean, duh. <laughs> um, really? So, that seems so out of character. I know, right? <laughs> um and so then it's debate over like is he gonna he's gonna make this deal to save someone is it gonna be mary sam or Cass? um and then is it gonna be like a we won but we lost dean that's how like a, I like a read. demon dean 2.0 yeah kind of thing or dean is now michael and he's gonna get burnt out and left an empty vessel (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) you know like so that's what i immediately thought of when i heard that line was like okay like you're gonna win and you're gonna lose something in winning and you're probably gonna lose dean right um yeah that was my that's true my sense of that i'm like god i'm like I just want to know. <laughs> I know, I know. This is this is why I this is why I go on yeah. Tumblr <laughs> yeah. to read other people's meta, yeah, and scream on the inside. <laughs> there was also I read one post. There was some speculation that we are somehow going to get a Destiel kiss, but 
that it's going to be a demon deal kiss. <sighs> and I was just like, why did I read this? Because I literally just had a heart attack. I, I think you just gave right? me one. Right? Oh, my God. Like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right? So. So. Okay. I can't. I can't get too excited. On that note. I can't. On that note. I'm going to talk about the thing that I wrote down before we started this. Mm-hmm. That was my thing that I was going to talk about. The you, reason people, I might not catch any. Cool. <laughs> the reason people think that there might be a kiss is because of the wording of Misha's Instagram post where he said. The final one where like it's a picture of like last day on set thing. Specifically, he said, kissing season 13 goodbye. Oh, that fucker. <laughs> so I'm like, people are freaking out on Tumblr. People are always freaking out well, on Tumblr. Well, yeah. I'm freaking out on Tumblr. <laughs> You're one of them. And it's like, <laughs> so it's like, there's a couple of things. It's like, he could be hinting at something. He could just be fucking trolling us because that's like literally all he does. But the thing is, is he does both. I know. I know. So it's like, Consistently who knows? enough. Who knows? For it to be a 50-50 yeah. split. I've seen some people talking about the possibility of getting um, Eileen back and it being an Eileen Sam kiss happening. You know, so it's like, it okay. could, could be any, could be. But like, I just hate that. <laughs> this is gonna, uh, God, make me seem like such a narcissist. Why the fuck didn't I think of that before? Oh, I mean, I didn't think of it either, Kira. <gasps> this, this was my thing where I was going to be like, I'm dumb because I read this and was like, ooh, like cute picture of Misha. And it just all went over my no, head. No, no, no. Oh. I mean the, like, actual theory. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No, like, him just saying that randomly, like, we, yeah. like, we could read into it, we could not. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, But no, that actual theory, it makes me so angry because, like, the reason why I'm getting so excited is because, like, I've, I think we both have made it very clear that, like, yes, we're Desiel shippers. Yes, this is a Desiel positive podcast. But I know that we'll never see it on screen. Yeah. Just because of the nature of the show. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is the closest we could get. Yeah. And it's way closer than I would have ever mm-hmm. thought possible. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, it's like the thing that we both know is not going to happen is actual dust. Hand holding, making out, and driving off into the sunset. Unfortunately. If we think about what, like, Personally, I'm like Destiel has already happened. Well, yeah, like it, so, exactly. We so, both have that yeah. stance, so yeah. it's not about like us knowing that it's not going to happen. It's about us knowing that it's not going to be the fan fiction version. The fan fiction version, and it's not going to be explicit enough for some people. A lot of people, <laughs> um, but. That doesn't mean that they can't go really fucking far into that. Um. So yeah, I that's 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 all I had to say about that. Oh my god, have I broken you? Yeah, yeah I'm broken. <laughs> I'm done. I was gonna be like, oh yeah, we're kind of like, you know, we have 15 minutes left, but we still both have a lot to talk about. Maybe this can go a little bit longer. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I can function anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I have. 
I have more to talk about. You so, have more to. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just breaking everything. Cool. Um. <laughs> if you hear loud thunks, it's just yes. us knocking over all of our all equipment. of our things. Yeah, it's all good. It's fine. Just getting used to the new rigs. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I do too. Are you cool if we go over an hour? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. I was gonna say something else about uh, Kevin's speech. Go for it. Because that's where we left off. Before, yes. <laughs> before I dropped that little bomb. Before you broke me. Um. Because something else that Kevin says is Michael never does anything without a reason. Right. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff on this show that people just say lines and then they never come up again. Right. Um, But Raspberries. Yeah. But then there are lines that mean something. Um, Right. Prime example for me is when Charlie came back um like before she died um and she was like what what do i care about i care about uh not getting my other arm broken and not dying i'm paraphrasing terribly yeah yeah, yeah. um so she said that it was like a kind of a one-off and then when she came back again she broke her other arm and you were like and Uh-oh. i was like uh she's gonna die and then she died yeah so it's like Sometimes people say lines and they don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say lines and they mean a whole hell of a lot. So I feel like both of us pick up on these lines. Yes. And it's about a 50-50 as to whether or not they're going to be significant. Yeah. Um, But I have to pick out the ones that I feel like are significant anyway just to see what happens. Yeah. And I feel never like know. that one has the potential Yes. where I'm just like, okay, like – what does Michael want? Like, yeah. what what are Michael's reasons for doing these things? Yeah. Like, I don't think that Kevin's perspective is to be discounted, even though he's clearly, like, brainwashed and on drugs. Oh, yeah. Well, but also, too, like, to give alternate Kevin a little bit of credit, mm-hmm. I don't think he was fully brainwashed. No. I think that he was 100%, like, no better or worse than Dean in yeah. his motivations to get to his family wherever yes. they are right um so like i feel like yeah like we we can give him some some leeway there in the sense of like or some some trust yeah. in like what he's saying yes means something and then also to like might down the line mean something um so anything else about the happenings in apocalypse world I think. No, I think that that is everything I had to say about the apocalypse world. Yeah. Other than the fact that the church that they were in looked like the church in Kill Bill. That was another thing. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Like and that's the, the church from before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's just a coincidence. It was just uh, like in combination. I was like, haha, that's like the church where, <laughs> where Uma Thurman gets shot. Yeah. Anyway. Ta-da. <laughs> um... So, the one thing that I wanted to, the one other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, something that Loki said to Gabriel right before he killed him. <laughs> I wrote right? that down, yeah, too. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> Which was, um, wait, let me see again. You live for uh, pleasure and stand for nothing. And right away, as soon as he said that line, I'm like, he's going to stand for something now. Um and I think that 
I'm losing my train of thought. Go well, ahead. I will. I will just say that the full line was, "You live for pleasure, you stand for nothing, and in the end, that's what you'll die for." Right. That was the full line. So I'm like, not only right is he going to stand for something, he's going to die for something. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um. Oh. That was it. Mm. The whole, um, I, I feel like there's a connection between that as well as the whole, you know, you, you save the, you save the bad guy, the big bad guy yeah. for last. And I thought, I found it so hysterical how like annoyed Dean was by it. Cause it's just like, dude, this is your life. Yeah. Why are you annoyed? <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe you're annoyed by it because it is your life. Yeah. Because you're like, he's probably like, dude, you have the option to go straight to the source and you're not taking it what the fuck (laughs) like do take take the shot you know and i think that that's also why he peels away he doesn't really peel away to protect anyone no he peels away to get the show on the road he just he wants to get it over and done with so they can move on to what they need to do exactly and i feel like all of it including um i i feel like there's a continuation of that gabriel sam parallel yeah we saw that at the end where you know sam's like so gabriel like how you feeling and we we both knew his face was gonna drop yeah as soon as he's you know sam turns his back you know oh yeah i'm totally fine <laughs> no you're not you're a liar um you're fine for the moment yeah you can put on a face right um but i think that that whole idea and like we've been playing with it with sam getting revenge with rowena getting revenge yeah all of these things even when you when you lose what if you know sam takes a shot at lucifer and that's how rowena dies yeah right like it's that i feel like all of these things that we're picking up on from multiple storylines from multiple characters from multiple situations of parallel um are all feeding into each other and I feel like we're going to see it all feed into itself in the finale. Yes. I think, unfortunately, yeah. that's what we're going to see. Well, and I think it's also, it's about, like, what is revenge going to take from you? Because, obviously, it's going to take something. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, I loved the, the Sam-Gabriel parallels in this episode. Because I feel like I'm, like, hit or miss with parallels. In that sometimes I'm into it and sometimes it feels forced, you know, which is like, it's like any media, like when you do stuff, sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it isn't. Yeah. Um, and Gabriel has kind of always been a Sam parallel. So it's like something that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But this episode, I felt like it really worked for me. Um, it'll be interesting or it just it's interesting in general because that's also setting up like a Rowena Gabriel parallel, which I hadn't thought about before. Um, but this show just really like I, I hate the fact that I'm smiling because it's not like a funny thing at all. But they're really going for like the sexual assault thing. Oh, and, yeah. like with the like Asmodeus like debasing. Gabriel like the specific language that they use Mm -hmm. and I mean 
Sam and Dean have always been targets of sexualized violence, um, which is just interesting to watch them deal with toxic masculinity and the fact that, like, they actually tend more to put male characters in that position than female characters, um, but do treat it um, seriously and, like, not as a joke, which I appreciate because it is a serious issue and it's not a joke at all. Um, but I feel like that moment with Sam and Gabriel, when Gabriel is talking about being tortured, was, like, their version of that other scene with Rowena and Sam in the car. Yeah. Where it also feels like this season is building up to, like, this group of people confronting their abuser. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I'm just curious to see where they go with that. Yeah. Because clearly something really surprising is going to happen in the finale that, like, isn't going to be just Lucifer or Michael from the Apocalypse world. Like, this is leading to some third thing that is going to be surprising. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I thought of two things. Uh, one, it's just like <clears throat> it's just like uh, what Dean said to Sam there at the end of the episode of like, you know, last time Apocalypse was looking for us. This time we're looking for it. Yeah, and that does definitely change things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the other thing I was thinking about, I'll try. I'm trying to find it again. Is um, I think it had to do with what you were saying about, like, you know, all of them, like, facing their abuser. Um, oh, there we go. That's what it was. Is the fact that in this episode, yeah, uh, we got that line of Cass is, you know, helping Gabriel settle in. Well, what else is he going to have to talk to Gabriel about? Heaven. Oh. So that's where we might get next episode. Yeah. Right? That's where everything I think is going to tie in there, hopefully. Yeah. So maybe next episode we might not get as much of that back and forth mm-hmm. as I was thinking originally. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit more of like an insular episode, which we haven't gotten in a while. It's been a lot of like A, bo- a plot. <laughs> One more time. A plot, B plot, C plot kind of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a, You know, I feel like since wayward sisters yeah really it's just been nothing but you know really plot heavy episodes so it'd be interesting to see just kind of like everyone be in one place at one time and i wonder yeah i just i'm curious to see how that plays out well and it's like everything is leading up to like this revenge will not be satisfying obviously it's like revenge is never the answer yeah um but the question is is then does someone step forward and finally say this we know this isn't going to end well mm -hmm. we just have to let this go yeah kind of thing except that they still do have to deal with lucifer so it's like but yeah so they'll they'll but it'll be like a partial revenge it won't be the full the full enchilada if you will yeah Um, but yeah, like, I think that, like, I can picture it right now, like the, you know, Gabriel and Lucifer 
seeing each other again. And I feel like it would only be made better if everyone else is there as well. Yes. Like it's that kind of thing where like they're probably the two main people, but like everyone else needs to be there. Yeah. Because this is something that can't, like, it, it would be the same thing if it was just Sam and Lucifer or just Rarina and Lucifer. It would just not work. Yeah. It would feel forced. It would feel like, okay, where exactly are they going with this? This mm-hmm. cannot end well. Yeah. Right? But also, it's like, they can't do it alone. Like, none of them can do yeah, it alone. Exactly. Um, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're losing steam. No. So I, I do have a couple. Of, also, I have a frog in my throat, and I feel like my voice sounds really weird, but it's probably just in my head. Um, so I wanted to talk briefly about um, the interaction between Sam and Dean at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, first of all, not that scene, but throughout the episode, they brought back the gray jacket and the black jacket. The last time they were wearing these jackets was when Dean was deep in grief. Like, I don't think they've worn these jackets together since Cass came back. Interesting. The entire, like, they were definitely wearing these jackets in the episode where they go to the grief counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, I was like, because it was like Sam, Dean, and Jack. Mm-hmm. And Jack was wearing his, like, cast-colored jacket. Right. And then it was, like, Sam in gray, Dean in black. And I was like, these colors represent their emotions right now. Like, Dean yes. is in deep, dark, black depression and right. grief. Sam is, like, dealing slightly better. And I'm like, they've come back because Dean is back in that dark, dark, dark place. And... They brought back the jackets, and I'm just really happy about that because I love costuming. <laughs> <laughs> and I love color theory. And who mm-hmm. else was wearing black this episode? Gabriel. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so their conversation at the end. Um, again, another line that like stood out to me as something that could be significant later. If we die, we'll do that together. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um. Dean just seems so tired. Yeah. And And his reaction to that was very interesting. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, we've seen this before. This is brotherly codependence round a million. But But it was a bit different. They just seems like they're both tired. Sam is so tired of fighting. And Dean is so tired of protecting of Sam. protecting Sam, and I'm like, you guys both just need to stop doing what you're doing and like yeah. do something that's gonna be good for you. Yeah. Um, which, um, <laughs> I know. I keep turning my head. I'm gonna stop turning my no, head. No, no, no. Now you can turn your head. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, you're See? so smart. That's why I kept telling you to move the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a hang of this eventually. Okay? It's all good. It's fine. um it's because i'm looking at my notes um yes we're very studious here (laughs) yeah at iffy podcast um (laughs) but it made me think of like i wrote down again daddy issues i don't remember what i was talking about but like does it need to be (laughs) does it need to be specific no no it's like just (laughs) blanket general daddy issues exactly um (laughs) but also just like again (laughs) it makes me think of the end of this show 
like end game. Well, no, that's the sec like the second that line came out of Sam's mouth, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought of. Yeah. Um, but even in general, just the codependence and the like them being tired because I think the thing about the show is like people want the characters to become emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. People want Sam and Dean to move past their issues. They want them to not have these twisted codependency issues anymore. Mm-hmm. They think they should have moved past them. But it's kind of just inherent to the show at this point. And I think that we're only going to get that emotional resolution at the end. And it just it just gets me where I'm like I've said it before. I'm really excited for the show to end, not because I want it to be over, just because I'm so invested in endings and I just yes. want the ending to be good so bad. Yeah. And it's like I'm a person who like like I'm not a serialized fiction media person. I'm mm-hmm. like I want to know oh, what ending. happens. I need to know how it ends. You do realize how ironic that is that you are <laughs> into a, a 13 going on 14 season tv series and you're like i'm not really into serialized fiction i realize that i realize it but i just want to know how it ends know, it's because I this know. is the first season that i've watched as it airs i know so i'm like it's even worse my brain doesn't know how to handle it i haven't watched a show as it airs since veronica mars whoa yeah, oh, yeah i feel like you've said that before yeah. but it just hit me and veronica mars like ruined me yeah like because the there season, was no ending. But the first season, like, it had already aired in the U.S. by the time it was airing in Canada. Uh-huh. So, like, my mom and I watched it, and we got to, like, the third episode from the end of the first season. hmm And we knew that my sister had downloaded the episodes, but, like, another episode wasn't airing on TV for another week. Okay. And we, like made her like get out her computer so we could watch the next two episodes because we were both so and like that was when binge watching was not a thing thing it was like holy shit we're literally gonna die if we don't watch the final two episodes right now Mm -hmm. um and that was the last time i watched something on tv so yeah i'm a wreck yeah fair enough but my my argument too would be that i don't even think i feel like (laughs) sorry um for most of the season we've been talking about how the codependency thing has kind of been fraying yes right and now all of a sudden we're talking about the codependency thing as if it's reaffirmed yes would you agree with that because i have not a theory but like i have an observation Mm -hmm. just from hearing you talk and thinking about that interaction and me saying like you know how dean reacted to what sam said and vice versa and everything and also bringing up the fact that dean didn't quote unquote abandon them to save them Mm -hmm. he abandoned them because he's like let's get the show on the road let's get this done like dude you have the opportunity to kill the big bad let's just get her done yeah right it had nothing to do with saving. Same thing with going over to Apocalypse World. Yeah. I feel like the codependency is only resurfacing because we're getting that imbalance that you've pointed out of where whenever Dean is down, Sam doesn't know what the hell to do. Yeah. So now 
Dean is filling in that role. I don't think he actually feels that way at all. And I don't think that Sam feels the way that he does either, necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, that's, like, evidenced by, like, the very kind of glib reaction that Dean, like, that closes at the episode where he kind of, like, smirks at it, like, yeah, like, of course, that's how we would go. Like, that looks like more... And this isn't a criticism on Jensen's acting, okay? That looks more like a Jensen reaction to, like, at a con, us yeah. talking about how's the show going to end. That doesn't look like a Dean reaction to, like, his and his and his brother's mutual death, right? Like, yeah. there's just some, like, there's a disconnect there. Well, and now that you say that, I'm thinking more about it, and you're right. Um, but, no, I'm just remembering that initially like before the end of that scene mm -hmm. um like what dean says about going off to go for loki mm -hmm. is you guys seemed like you were doing fine without me or something like that so now that i'm really thinking about it i'm like i feel like part of this is going to be well Sam is doing fine and Sam can handle it. So it doesn't matter if I go off and like die. Like basically I feel yeah. like he's suicidal again. Like maybe not quite that extreme. Yeah. But, like, but it's like beat, he's beat down again. He's beat down again. Sure. And I think that really now that I think about it, it has more to do with him feeling inept, inept, but also like, and I mean, this is also an old issue for him, but his, like, abandonment issues slash feeling like he's unnecessary and, like, no one would care if he was gone. So. <laughs> Another thing that was brought up in this episode by Loki to Dean was about Odin and fathers. <laughs> That's why I wrote down daddy, daddy issues. issues. There we go. And, you know, sound familiar, right? <laughs> um, and that perfectly segues to my question, which is, do we think this codependency, even as an illusion, will be resolved when John comes back? Or when we see John again? Because do we think that, do we think that Jeffy Dean Morgan is still coming back this season? I don't know. Do you? I don't. And I'm okay. so glad that he's not because yeah. I think that that's, you know, season 14 slash last yeah. season yeah. fodder. And that's why when there was rumors that he was back for an episode this yeah. time around, um, maybe that's where some of the Azazel stuff's coming from mm. because maybe, like, it's his vessel that's repossessed by Azazel and then something. I don't know. I'm fishing here. Yeah. So, like, maybe there's a cameo or something mm -hmm. and that's where the – um rumors came from mm -hmm. i feel like the rumors really just came from the fact that he was on a few panels at conventions oh, yeah and maybe they also came from like um anything that we knew about charlie coming back not that we knew anything but like just knowing that there were people oh coming, right, coming back. back who we oh didn't you never know. know who you're gonna see yeah yeah with alternate universes yeah Ugh. <laughs> um but yeah i feel like I feel like those issues could be resolved if we see John again. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious as to how they would bring John back because it's like, how would they, you know, like, how would well, they bring John back? 
How would they bring Mary Winchester back? Touche. Touche. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that just leads right back to Sally's number one question of the season. Where's, Where's Chuck? Chuck? I know. Well, it's like my immediate thought is just like I just have an image of Chuck like in wherever he is just being like, we brought back your mom. Like, basically just being, like, a family counselor. Like, we brought back Mary and, like, you guys still have these issues? Like, oh, God, better bring John back. Like, I work out it. your family shit, guys. Like, And then, like, everyone in the room will turn around and be like, you're one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? <laughs> Slowly moves back to microphone. Um, all I have is that the next episode is Beat the Devil. Right. Written by Robert Behrens. Right. After that, we have Exodus, mm-hmm. written by Buck Lemming. Okay. And then we have Let the Good Times Roll, written by Dab. Right. Um, Singer is directing the finale. Yes. Uh, oh, I forget his name. Thomas Wright. Right. Is directing. <laughs> Thomas the... Wright, right. Right, right. <laughs> um, is directing the penultimate episode. Yes. And um, Phil Screeches. I don't know. Sagrisha. Sagrisha. <laughs> this is what happens when you read a name so many times and never hear it pronounced. Yes. Um, he is directing uh, the the third one of yes. those. Yes. Um, so, so next episode. Next directing. episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like those three directors are like old standby. Yes. Like they have been with it for so long. Yeah. They know what they're doing. I'm excited. I literally just got like a full body like shudder. <laughs> Like, of, like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going to happen? I know. Well, and it's, like, every time I see that Thomas Wright is directing an episode, I get excited. Right. Because <laughs> he's the one that, like, he directed the, uh, I don't know. He directed a whole bunch of really good Destiel moments. Right. That were actually callbacks to directorial work he did when he was on Dark Angel nice that are like explicitly romantic so yeah. he's using romantic tropes right. you've told me and there's a gift before. set is great i'm gonna see if i can find it on tumblr i probably won't be able to because it's like looking for a needle, needle in a, a haystack. haystack yeah but it's like taking tropes that he has used in a romantic context and reusing them for dust deal and you're just like i see what you're doing there was he the old school director that no he wasn't sorry never mind i was thinking of the um that other Men of Letters episode this, uh, or that Men of Letters episode this season, but no, that was a other sta- another standby director. Forget that. <laughs> anyway, so I'm excited about those episodes. Yes. Cool. As am I. As I'm sure we all are. So that was It's Funnier Nanokian podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another new episode talking about another new episode of supernatural (laughs) stop laughing sally um (laughs) um, you can find us on soundcloud itunes and uh (laughs) crap and google play Play. thank you (laughs) this is the first time we're doing it live okay um and you can also find us on our all of our social media we are on twitter tumblr and instagram at iffy podcast um so always every week check over there we post a ton of stuff And we would love to hear from you guys and interact. Um, Thanks so much for listening.